Welcome back to the Dad You Podcast. My name is Chris Sherrod, and I'm the Marriage and Family Director here at Watermark. And we got an exciting guest with us today. We have the one and only Lance Cisco. Lance, welcome. Hey, thanks for letting me be here, and kind of fun to get to chat about all Yeah, things. I'm excited. Hey, tell us real quick your role here, how long you've been here, and marriage family, things like that real quick. You got it, man. Well, so we came to Watermark in 2012 uh, to jump on the marriage team. And so I've been on that team ever since. I I oversee our merge uh, ministry for pre-married couples. uh, And then I'm also director kind of of marriage ministries Mm -hmm. here. That's what I do. And so my wife, Mandy, and I will be married 21 years in August. We've got four kids. uh, So one girl, three boys. Oldest is about to be a senior. So that's a whole new world we're venturing into. And then our youngest uh, is 12 and headed to middle school uh, for the first time. So, oh, wow. Okay. So you've yeah. got middle school and up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So three high schoolers next year and all teenagers one, at one, one time. One middle uh, schooler. Crazy. Okay. Well, uh, we try to do a lot of different topics or we're, we're, we're aiming for um, hitting a, a variety of things. And so what we're going to talk about today is in particular, how do you pursue your wife while you are a dad? In other words, you've got kids now in the mix and you've got your wife that um, you're obviously still married to, but it's easy sometimes to that uh, for that to slip a little bit. And so I think my goal today is hopefully dads, you can relate to what we're talking about. And then we're going to give you some reminders, but then some practical ideas on how you consider uh, continue to pursue your wife. So let's start with this. Uh, why, why does it get more difficult when you get married? to pursue your wife. There are some obvious reasons, but what are some things that if dads aren't thinking through, like, why did it get harder? Or that you might even have thought about, you should be pursuing your wife. Right. <laughs> some of you are gonna realize you haven't been after today, but what what are some of the reasons, Lance, that uh, it gets more of a challenge? Um, one, you're trying to keep a, this child alive. And so for those <laughs> okay. of you that are like, you have a newborn. That's a good goal. You've got this child that, that is, has high needs. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and one, I think there's an excitement to that, yeah. like to becoming a parent and all of a sudden, you can both turn so much of your attention and your focus onto this child mm-hmm. that you kind of forget that, hey, our marriage should continue to be a priority. And yeah. so I, I think with that, too, there's there's tiredness that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You're both kind of at a level of of loss of sleep that you've never been at before oh, in your totally. life. Yep. Uh, and so the idea of being proactive, I think, can be really hard. Uh, you know, you if you've been a person that maybe relied on spontaneity, for your date nights, yeah. you quickly learn that, man, this has to be so much more planned out yeah. than probably it ever was before when it comes to pursuit. So those, those are a few things that I think of yep. when I think about that. I think what I learned too <clears throat> is you can reason you can reason with your spouse like, hey, listen, can I have a break or would you be – but you can't reason with your baby. Like it just <laughs> – it just continues on. Like you can't, with the kids, take time off of that relationship in the same way. And so that's where I think it also, it's easy to coast to, to even, I know that I thought, well, it's okay. Like, well, we're married and we're doing good. And I think the 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 sneaky thing that was happening was we were having a lot of conversations, Katie and mm-hmm. I were, but they weren't about each other and your life. It was more like everything's the baby. What's the schedule? And yeah. I think every every date night ended at Target buying oh, diapers, diapers all like the that. time. Yeah. Or your conversations are all about babies and and the kids. And even as they get older, with whether it's schoolwork or you know you know time or grades or practice or whatever, there's just so many things that take up your conversation. And um, I know before we were recording, you mentioned a little bit 
where people end up empty nesters or the kids are in college now. And what were you, you were kind of talking about? Well, yeah, they just end up as strangers. And so I think what happens is you've got to have a, perspect- a perspective shift. Uh-huh. Like it's essential because this isn't a season to endure, right? It's a season to embrace. Like yeah. it's a season that you go, man, we prayed typically for kids. We, we prayed that this would happen. Right. And now it is. Uh-huh. And yet there kind of becomes sometimes this angst of like, man, I wish I had what was when it came to our pursuit of each other, our time together as a couple. And so you can't put off working on your marriage for an easier season. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think, oh man, if I can just get them out of diapers, if we can just get them walking, if I can just get them into school, if I can, right. man, if just, if we can just get to middle school and I bet, I mean, high school, I bet that'll be easier. And and then all of a sudden you get them out of the house yeah. and it's, you look across the table from someone and, and you just are like, I don't even uh, know you. And I might not like you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just continue to kind of go, man, what are some steps and things we need to do to remind ourselves that our relationship is the priority, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily our relationship with our kids. And so your marriage relationship should raise your kids and your family. And I know for us, there are times where our kids, like, especially when they were little, like they would like kind of like complain, you know, when we would go out, like, uh-huh. hey, mommy and daddy have a date. You got a babysitter. It's like, oh, the, right. the worst. Yeah. And I think sometimes you can, you could succumb to that and be yeah. like, oh man, we but we want you to like us. And yeah. so we're going to hang around and, and be here. Um, now I think they're probably great. And the teenagers <laughs> like, that's awesome. Aren't you going out again? You should be going out. <laughs> Screen yeah. night. Right. You know, they get excited about it. Yeah. So. And I don't know if dads feel like this, but I, th- I think if they were honest, sometimes maybe some dads feel. I'm kind of second place now because once the pregnancy started, everything was about the baby and the clothes and the schedule and everything. And you you can also kind of feel like I'm not as important because my mm-hmm. wife, and again, rightly so, she's got to take care of the baby and also make sure the baby lives. But um, I think too, there's maybe some hurt feelings. I don't know if some dads feel a little bit more like it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And that could be why, because it's taking more time away from um, what was just exclusively your time. Yeah. And I think learning how to share what your needs are. Mm-hmm. And and so for both of you. And yeah. so it it is easy to like, man, well, we just want to give each other grace and I don't want to complain. I don't want to feel needy, yeah. you know. And, and so sometimes we just avoid those conversations, even yeah. though we know we need to have them and set aside time to do that. And so I think one of the things we've tried to do, Chris, is obviously when it comes to dating, mm-hmm. we, we did. We tried to make a weekly date night a priority in our marriage. Um, and so if we had you know, that time away, we also tried to protect it. It, yep. was, it wasn't a time where we tried to dive into the conflict that we had. Mm-hmm. And, and we did. We tried to avoid having conversations about our kids uh, when we were on a date night together. Yeah. And so as, as best we could. Um, and I think that helped a lot of times with just kind of reminding us of how much fun we have together um, as opposed to like the times that just where there was a lot of friction of who's doing what and we're both tired and, you know, it just was a time for us to connect and to have fun together. I didn't realize uh, we were already on our second child taking a parenting class and I had never heard of love languages. Mm. And it was like, you know, the end of uh, Sixth Sense when... Bruce Willis, all of a sudden there's this flashback. You're going to give away this ending? I'm sorry. I think enough people. Hopefully so. I think enough. But where all of a sudden there's this flashback of like, oh my goodness, look at it, all those things. And he realizes, you know, Mm -hmm. I learned my love language is words. And I had this this flashback of like, oh my goodness, my whole life, 
That's why I was so sensitive. And that's why I remember things or why, you know, whoever mm-hmm. made up sticks and stones may break my butt. Like, that's not true. It, they yeah. Words really do hurt. But it's when I learned that Katie's love language was quality time. Mm. And it it also clicked there where I, f- I felt like we were missing each other because I was telling her, I love you. You're beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate, you know, all these things. But I'm not spending all the same quality time with her that we had been. Mm-hmm. And again, she'd never, we, neither of us had heard about love languages. And that's where even I think I remember asking Katie, so family time doesn't count as quality time? And she goes, no, not for us. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time when I said, okay, I think we should then do a regular date night. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you give dads, though, when like babysitters, they cost a lot. Yeah. So what do you do if you can't always afford or what's some creative things that you can do? Yeah, that's great, man. So we, one of the things we tried to do was we would do a date night swap. And okay. so we had some friends that lived just kind of right around the corner from us. Yep. And so we'd drop our kids or actually what would happen is the typically the mom would come over and watch our kids. Dad would stay home and watch their kids okay. and then we would go out on a date night and then we would just swap and nice. we would do that for them so that they could go out on a date and then you didn't have to pay, you know, these high sitter costs that, although my daughter is a sitter and so they're great. Like babysitters are awesome oh, sure. and, and they need, they need work as well. <laughs> yes. uh, but if that's tight, if finance, yeah. that's one thing we would do. Another thing we would do was um, a thing we called fake out, take out. And oh, so nice. we would like let our kids eat whatever meal that we had prepared for them and we wouldn't eat. And okay. they had no idea because they really only cared about themselves, yeah. you know, getting the food and, and nutrients they needed. Uh, and so after we would do that, we'd, we'd bathe them, put them to bed, and then I would go get takeout, bring it home, and we would have kind of our own little okay. you know, dinner for two uh, just at our house. And and it really did. Like, it, it gave us a chance to connect uh-huh. uh, with one another. So that, that weekly date night, it wasn't always a date night that was out oh, and yeah. about somewhere. But those are, those are some different things we tried to do. We call that a state. Oh, okay. Instead of a, but I like your fake out takeout. Is that yeah, fake out takeout was what we called it. So yeah. I don't know why it needed to rhyme, but ours we would, went for it. We would sometimes, even as the kids got older, put a movie on and just lock our door. Yeah. And like literally, you have to pretend like we're not here. Like, don't yep. come knock on my door. I'm not going to answer. We're just having our nice meal here. Yep. That, that's great. Yeah. The little family movie night, uh-huh. you know, kid movie night, get some pizza, let them do their thing. And then. Yep. I remember even during COVID, we had a date night in our garage. Oh. Like we put a movie on and nice. then we kind of made the garage. There's like put some candles out there and, and okay. we had a great, great dinner out there because we just were like, we've got to get a, like we are together uh-huh. all the time right now. And, and we need some time, you know, just to connect and, and be together. So great. that worked out. Um, man, I think too, on the babysitter piece, yeah. um, I think it's important for us as men to take initiative in getting a sitter mm-hmm. at times. Um, I think sometimes we put all that on our, on our spouse and depending on the age of your kids, that, that sometimes a little more difficult than others. And so yeah. just realizing like, Hey, sometimes you just, we've got to take the initiative to go, you know what, I'm going to call them. I'm going to set all that up and then let's go out together. So then our, our spouse can actually enjoy mm-hmm. that date too. I mean, sometimes there's so much stress in getting that all lined out and put together that they don't even really enjoy being out. Right. Um, so I think and that, even I think explaining to the babysitter all of the feeding schedule and all the bedtime and all the whatever, that's yes. can be stressful for them too. Exactly. So. Okay, so besides dating your wife, other ways to pursue her besides just actually going out or what are... Yeah, I think for us, just always, just letting them know you're thinking about them. You know, I think if you just always are like, 
how's the baby or mm-hmm. how are kids or have this thing go, but, but to really go, Hey, how are you doing? Um, and so some of those texts could be as simple as just, Hey, I'm praying for you. I am praying this. I mean, obviously bonus points. If you can ask her about specific things that were happening in her day that maybe right. she shared previously. And so I think dates are important. I, I think for us, um, you know, I mentioned trying to keep business things out of our date night. So mm-hmm. one of the things we all, we try to do, so kind of, this was early on when kids were still bottle feeding, but after that last feeding, to really come together and try to go, hey, let's let's do a 15-minute check-in. Like, hey, how are you? Like, how are you doing? And so just the value of eye contact. I think sometimes we get into team mode mm-hmm. and we're side by side and we're knocking everything out, but we haven't really looked at each other in the eyes and mm-hmm. be like, hey, how are you doing? And then, hey, tomorrow, like, what's a, what's a way that I could serve you and love you better tomorrow? Um, sharing what you're learning spiritually man, here, here's where I'm frustrated with God. Hey, here's where I'm, you know, God is really growing me and stretching me and uh, whatever those things might be. But we try to do kind of a little 15-minute check-in just to, to share. And then if there were issues, things we were dealing with, um, I think the value of I statements is so huge uh, during that season. Of yeah, what do you going, mean? Hey, uh, just being able to say, hey, I feel this. Hey, when this happens, I feel. And so to your point where you're going, hey, family time is, is that's not, that's not quality count, time, right? you know? Okay. And so, hey, when that happens, being able to share kind of from your own perspective what's going on there. Um, and I would say, too, as your kids get older, what's great is that check-in time can actually move up because you can have your kids clean up the kitchen and do the dishes. And so if some of you with little kids are going, we are so far from that. But uh-huh. for those of you that are entering into that season of responsibility to go, hey, mommy and daddy are going to have some check-in time on the couch you guys take care of this, and when you're done, we'll we'll kind of reconvene with you. And so that's another thing that you can do. But I think the check-ins um, are huge. Asking them how they're doing. I think too, like just putting your phone away, mm. like being available. Okay. Um, and so we're we're so dependent on that. And I, and I think we can easily like even when the kids go to bed, all of a sudden you just want to veg out and jump on your phone. Yep. And so what if <clears throat> you made that connection time a priority? prior to doing all of that. And I think what typically happens is you jump on your phone, you kind of veg out, and then all of a sudden you get tired, and then you kind of sleep through mm-hmm. whatever connection time maybe that you needed to have yep. uh, together. Um, I think, too, the value of um, giving them time away or giving them a night off. And so I know there are times where I can tell me and he's had a rough day. Mm-hmm. And so I might say, hey, I'm bringing dinner home. Like, don't worry about getting dinner or I'm going to pull out the grill and I'll throw fajitas on there or burgers or something like that where I go, hey, you take you take that off. Um, especially now, Mandy's working, I'm working. And so some of you, that's your situation right now. And, and you're trying to figure out, man, how can I help bless my wife? Uh, for her too, it's just time away. Um, she goes away one time a year uh, with her girlfriends and does this scrapbooking weekend. And and uh, I love that. Um, but I, I think so much better to go, hey, I'd love for you to get out of here tonight mm-hmm. rather than them feeling like I'm so worn out and tired and I have to ask for it. And I, I just think my wife has felt heard and seen uh, and known in those moments when I'll do that as opposed to when she has to ask. I think she kind of feels like, you know what? That really wasn't. Yeah. It really didn't bless me. Yep. As much. So I don't know. Those are those are a few more things. Yeah. I'd throw out there. I think were we talking about it beforehand too? Making it like at least once a year. 
uh, getting away, or getting did you away. Say yeah, that? getting away together. I didn't okay. talk about that, but yeah. So we try to we try to do a weekly date night, and then okay. one time a year, um, we did we would try to get away, you know, overnight, mm-hmm. you know, for at least one night, and so um, that was just to go do something fun. And really, out of one of those, one time when we did get away, we ended up going to a musical for the first time, wow. and uh, that was kind of something new, different. We're foodies, so we love going and checking out new restaurants and stuff like that. But as we found that, hey, we love that musical. Well, then when we moved to Dallas, we found out about the season pass, you know, for okay. Dallas Summer Musical. Yeah. So we're like, hey, let's try that. Um, and honestly, like some of the musicals were great. Some of them not so much. Yeah. Uh, but I think the bigger lesson for us was when you put a date on your calendar that you won't schedule over, um, it speaks value that, the, hey, this matters. Hey, you matter. Hey, we matter. Yeah. Um, and, and that helped us to go, hey, we're not going to schedule over that. And so we made that a priority. And so I think if you can put date nights on the calendar, Mandy since then has like, one Christmas, she gave me uh, a whole packet of dates that she had planned. And it was kind of like each month, oh, there wow. was a different date. So some of that was like baseball tickets, you know, to, I love going out to the Ranger games. And so she was like, man, we're going to, we're going to go midsummer while the kids are at camp. We're going to go do that. And hey, we're going to go, um, you know, see this play or we're going to go whatever. And, you know, and you could, again, you don't have to spend money to do those things, but you could have these creative kind of connecting points that you go, hey, this is scheduled for, you know, a certain date on your calendar. Yep. So what I found too is when you do that, especially on the the weekend getaways, maybe a night or two away, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it doesn't, you don't forget this each week, but I feel it more during those times where I go, I really do like hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Like you just forget because your life is so, you know, busy being, talking about being a dad or being a mom that you're not focused on being a spouse. And I think, it's really fun when that happens and you're like, this was really good. Like yeah. we just felt like it was just us and we um, got to connect again. Yeah, um, I'd say those annual trips for us always were kind of a reset mm-hmm. too of just going, hey, we're not doing well with yeah. kind of this weekly pursuit, this regular pursuit of one another. And so it did kind of set you on a different trajectory because of, because of that, because you're like, we do have fun and we love being together and we still have so much to learn and grow uh, when it comes to our marriage. Yep. So it's good. The only other thing that I added to my phone and my wife knows this now, it was more romantic when she didn't know this, but I had <laughs> reminders during the week that actually an alarm went off on my phone that said, text Katie some encouragement, but that's how it got me in the habit of it. Like I uh-huh. needed that robotic reminder, like, okay, now's the time. I don't think she ever noticed that it was the same time every uh-huh. every time. <laughs> but I just needed to remind, you know, to be reminded. Like, we need to get her on here and yeah. see. Yeah. Did you notice? Confession time. Because yeah. the thing is, what you're describing in all of this is you're just being intentional. Like, you're just mm-hmm. making it a priority. And it's like when you were just, when you were pursuing your wife initially, um, you were creative. Like, you studied her. Like, you were thoughtful. You were carving time out. And I think what happens is we just get lazy. Yeah. And you you do have less time because of kids and stuff. But the truth is you make time for what's important. In other words, if it's important, you make time. If mm-hmm. it's not important, you make excuses. Yeah. And you may, I mean, you may have things that you need to say no to, yeah. or at least, you know, way, you know, pull back on some of the frequency of those things. So I'm talking about hobbies or, uh-huh. you know, some of you love golf and hunting and it's not like, hey, that stuff has to end, but that stuff can't be ultimate. And so if, if you still have the same number of hours in the day and yet you've invited children into your relationship, you have your relationship and then you still have these hobbies and things that you yeah. enjoy doing, which I go, man, again, 
give them time to do those things, but don't make those things ultimate or a priority. I know for me, it was fantasy football was something I gave up uh-huh. just because I found myself watching so much football. And there yeah. just were times where I felt like, I mean, it wasn't even teams or people I cared about. And my wife was kind of like, uh, are you going to help uh-huh. here? And so just stuff that I got, and I haven't picked that back up. And I'm like, I'm not worse off for it. Yet we're better off because of it. Yeah. So. Good. Mm-hmm. I think the one other thing, just because I, I know I keep bringing this up when you and I talk, is when you when you gave your talk at the marriage conference, um, you talked about team us versus me keeping points of what I do and what, mm-hmm. what she does. Um, I think even related to this, it's got to be, it's important that you're not thinking selfishly. Like you're thinking team us. Like my wife is mm-hmm. at a tough day. I'll do the dishes or I'll put the kids to bed or I'll do this. Mm-hmm. But that you're not keeping mental track of like, okay, but pretty soon she needs to make, like it's we are a team. She needs this. I need this. And we, you just have to keep fighting for the for the team. Yeah, us For the we. And and have the conversation if you don't feel like you're both uh-huh. fighting for team us. Yeah. And, and, and that's sometimes a harder thing to do. But I think invite, people into those conversations, uh-huh. right? If you're sideways and you're going, man, how do we, how do we get back to a place where we are for us together? Yeah. Not, not the individual. Yep. So it can be good. Great. Yeah. Okay. So this is an aside now, this is a separate issue, but I love I, asking uh, the people on the podcast, give us a couple fun things you do as a family that would just spark ideas for dads, a tradition, or what are some things that the, the Cisco's have oh, done that, that you've made. Yeah, so Mandy and I, we love to travel. Yeah. And so in, in a lot of ways, we've been trying to build that in our kids. Like, okay. hey, this is great to go see new places, try new things, whatever. And so one of the kind of rhythms we got into as a family was we we have go and see vacations and we have sit and be vacations. And so typically those kind of happen every other year. And so yeah. our go and see, we love having these kind of epic road trips to go see national parks. And okay. so, I mean, we did a whole, we did the whole Colorado, Utah loop. Arizona went to Grand Canyon one year. Uh, we drove all the way out to like Kings Canyon, Sequoia, Yosemite. Wow, okay. That kind of big road trip um, with our kids. Um, gosh, we did. I mean, we've done Smokies. We've done, uh, you know, a bunch of different areas okay. to go to go and explore. And then on those off years, we just try to go and sit at the beach. And so, you know, whether that's as close as Port A, or Galveston, uh-huh. um, all the way out you know, South Carolina. And so my daughter is not as high on the kind of like go and see vacations (laughs) as my boys are, the adventure, the hikes, all that stuff. She would rather just go sit at the beach and and tan, you know, Uh and and be together as a family and play games and all that stuff. And so we try to kind of rotate those, which has been really, I think, a good cadence for us as a family. Yeah. Um, And and also kind of knowing and setting expectation of like, hey, we're probably going to be tired after this one. After this vacation, we're probably going to be more rested and relaxed when we come back um so that's one um go and see sit, sit and be sit yeah and be. i like I'm that. a good cadence and okay and i would tell you man don't don't punt on the road trip <laughs> so if you're if you're just trying to fly everywhere that you go for vacation there's uh-huh. there's something about jumping in a car yeah and going and seeing the world that is pretty fun yep so yeah, okay. Don't don't lose sight of that. Uh, and then another thing I think we stumbled onto, we were kind of getting frustrated, like, you know, whether it was Easter or Christmas or, you know, these big holidays where we really wanted our kids to kind of sit around and hang around the table, that they were pretty much, they would eat fast and then jet out of there. And so on Christmas Eve now, um, you know, we come up, we do Christmas Eve service stuff at Watermark. And then when we get home that evening, uh, we will uh, basically create, Mandy will 
do these fondue pots. And okay. so I'll, I'll grill steak, we'll cut it into cubes, we'll have veggies and bread and all this stuff and several different things to dip in. And we'll do dessert, you know, some dessert pots as well. Okay. But what's so great about that is it slows our kids down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even do the pots where you cook the meat if you wanted to, to even as your kids got older. But, okay. but our kids love it. One, it's like all the foods they love. Um, and it's like, an abundance of them. And so it keeps them there at the table, you know, just diving in. Uh, What what if there's a dad who doesn't know what fondue is? (laughs) That sounds like a, I mean, French chat GPD, Google it these (laughs) days. I mean, you can, you can figure that out, but yeah. So it's, I think for us, we, we typically go with some type of different cheese fondue pot. And so it's just melted Melted cheese. And then you've got these little skewers that you can dip your meat, your veggies, your bread, all that stuff in there. And it kind of just sits there in the middle of the table and, and it, it keeps keeps everybody dialed in. Can that be? Can you do it with chocolate though too? Yeah. Okay. That's the dessert chocolate part. Fondue. Yes. Okay, you can do a chocolate fondue. You can have, you know, bananas and graham crackers and Oreos. I mean, just Ooh. anything you think you would want. Okay. Yeah. Want to dip in chocolate? Go for it. I love it. So it's real fun. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Lance. Yeah. This absolutely. has been really helpful, dads. We pray that you've been encouraged. Um, as always, just kind of a summary of Deuteronomy six that we've talked about before. We want you to love God, live His Word, and lead your family. And we'll talk to you next time.